And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Episode 37, the Halloween special. Welcome. Spooky, spooky episode coming your way. Scary stories um, coming out of everywhere. It's been hard (laughs) to put bullet points on this one, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) But we're here. Do you believe in Halloween? That is a weird question. What do you mean? Do I believe in the commercialization of a big capital gain for Walmart and other such US conglomerates? (laughs) Walmart? Yes. Going at Walmart? Yeah. Yes, I believe in it. Um, I didn't mean Halloween. I meant, do you believe in the things in Halloween? Like... Monsters. Pumpkins. Pump- <laughs> pumpkins are real. What is the link with pumpkins and Halloween? We're already off this script. This is probably one of the things um, that we should have come to the episode with in yeah. our back pocket. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time we put some bullet points down. And within the first minute, we ask a question to ourselves that we should probably know the answer to. I, but I would never ever write down what's the meaning of pumpkins and Halloween. I, that would never come to my mind until we're in this scenario, yeah. which is not the right time for it. Um, is it purely because it's a seasonal thing? Uh, that, that is probably it, isn't it? I mean, off the top of my head, I think <laughs> that Halloween has its roots in <laughs> ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Uh, right. And it marched the end of the harvest season and the beginning of the winter. Ah. Yeah, so during that Samhain, it was believed that the veil between the living and the dead was thinnest, allowing spirits to return to the world of the living. Ah. And then to ward off those spirits, the Celts would light bonfires and wear, wear costumes. Ah. Off the top of my head, that's what I think. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, again, you are welcome, everyone, because you, I imagine, will have just learned something. Yeah. Like me, I'm 33 years into this journey we call life, mm. and I... I've never known what Halloween is all about. Do you want, the, the pumpkin is interesting. Go on. It goes back to my, you know, having a go at Walmart. So Irish immigrants arrived into America. Yep. And they brought their traditions with them around that. Uh, but they used turnips. <laughs> okay. Right. Shock the Irish has had a little, I've got a little turnip yep. for you to ward off the spirit. The dodgy potato. Yeah, the little turnip. Yeah. Um, and then in America, they're like, we don't really have turnips, but we've got pumpkins. Right. And that is where another the, squash. The, the jack-o'-lantern was born. The jack-o'-lantern. I mean, to be fair to the Americans there, putting a, a turnip with a face on outside your door doesn't really have the same effect, does it? I don't think you could carve a turnip. Well, have you ever carved a pumpkin? I've tried. It's shit, isn't it? It's really annoying. It's seedy. Yeah, and the shit goes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so it's Halloween tonight, trick-or-treaters. Are they bounce? Are they going to be bouncing about? I th- I imagine they Is will that be. Is still a thing? Definitely. Shit. Definitely. I I've like not. It. Yeah, I won't be going trick or treating personally. Oh right. No. <laughs> just just dressed as you are. Yeah, I'll leave the outfit hung up for next year. Um, but yeah, I think so. Not that I got. You know, we'll be we'll be closing the blinds. Won't be putting any pumpkins outside. I feel like in a world now where it's almost seen as rude to call someone without pre-planning it. Yes. I feel like the level of social anxiety that everyone seems to have around interacting with other people, knocking on my door, without me knowing you, is bold. Very bold. And I'm not really in for it. What would you give someone if they knocked on your door and said trick or treat? Well, what, like, if they knocked tonight? Yeah. I have nothing to give. 
Right, okay. I don't have any sweets. Okay, well, they said, all right, sir, we'll give us something. So I'll give you a... I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm eight years old, man. You'd have to say trick, probably, wouldn't you? Ah, and then what does it mean? Your house gets egged. Well, yeah. You must, to, have, you must have done that back to, in the day. Yeah. That was world class. What's going egging? Egging. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Oh, I used to How angry would you be if your house got egged now? <laughs> Fuck you. Well, funnily enough, here's a good Halloween story. So when we lived in Surbiton, this was a couple of years ago, um, there was a. Uh, allowed to say there was a traveler site right about half a mile away yep and uh there was a field near our house and all the kids used to come and play and they're just fucking nutters aren't they travelers they just don't <laughs> they do not give a shit no about anything they do what they want <laughs> and uh, it was halloween and we had actually carved pumpkins i'm not sure why right my wife is in her head 12 years old still <laughs> loves disney and all that stuff so we carved pumpkins to put them outside and at about Half ten at night, we just heard this massive thud against the door. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Run outside, and these kids have thrown the pumpkin at the door. Amazing. Lobbed it. Don't know what's gone on in my head. These kids are like 12. Yep. I've gone for them. Chased them. I've legged it. Oh, no. Manny has jumped in the vehicle. No. <laughs> She's jumped in the Merc. She's tire screeching. Oh, my God. And it's like... What are you going to do? Catch that's, him? That's the thing. We got back, and it's like... What exactly was I planning on doing? You can't fill in a 12-year-old. No, definitely not. Especially from a fucking I was going to say, you, you physically yeah, can't yeah, fill yeah. in. So you'll firstly, get filled in. Firstly, I'll lose more teeth. And secondly, <laughs> the fucking dad's going to come around and absolutely fill me in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the last time I'll ever put a pumpkin out. <laughs> yeah, we that is. Our neighbour got it on their ring doorbell. That's amazing. Funny. They're like, go on, do it, do it. And he just launches it at the door. It was just a good excuse to go and tear up the neighbourhood, wasn't it? Yeah. Just chuck an eggs at people. It's like, you wankers. Yeah, complete wanker. So funny, though. Well, it was fun at the time because they go a mile. You go a mile and then the funny thing is you feel like they're chasing you. So you run about 10k. Yeah, and you're like no the quickest. Takes, yeah. It's the quickest you'll ever be yeah, after exactly. you throw an egg. It's world records. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is what, if you want to beat a PB in your 5k, throw an egg at a house. It's f- uh, and on 5k's, you didn't do a 5k at the weekend, but you talked me through your weekend, not the whole thing, so I don't care that much, <laughs> but you did a, uh, you texted me a little smug photo of you on your bike. You did a little bike race, didn't you? A Halloween bike race. I did. I did a Halloween fundraiser bike race. I dusted the um, cross bike, gravel bike, whatever it is, um, dusted it off, got it out of the shed, pumped the tires up, and I did a cyclocross event. My first ever cyclocross race. Might be my last one. <laughs> oh, my God. It must have been muddy, right? It was insanely muddy. It's a 40-minute race uh, that's just like laps on a grass course. And it was absolutely hosing it down. So it just turned into a complete bog, cycling up very steep hills, trying to get down them somehow without falling off. I did go straight over the handlebars. Um but it is very good fun. Is it? How many how many bikes are on this course at one time? Oh, I reckon there was fifty. Holy shit, loads! Yeah, so the start is pure carnage, yes. and people falling at the first turn because it bottlenecks and everything. Um, but it soon soon spreads out because there try, are some at beasts. At the start, were you like, I'm going to get to the first corner first? Were you like, it's my first one? I'm just going to hang back and see. What yeah, I yeah. Do. I was like yeah. pushed to the back. Basically, <laughs> there are some kinos there. 
and um, rightfully so. Yeah, I didn't get... I thought at the beginning, I was like, this is going to be carnage like this. And I reckon it took about 30 seconds and then it was spread out. Really? Just because you just off the line and then straight into a really steep hill that was really wet. So half the people were off the bike running up the hill. Oh, God. Yeah, I managed to stay on. Nice. And then I blew up at the top. It's just mental. But they they did it quite well. Um, They had a beer tent at the top where you either go through the beer tent and take a cup of Carlsberg which isn't the greatest lager, warm Carlsberg when you're absolutely (laughs) flagging, or you turn down the beer and you have to do another rep of down and back up the steep hill. I love that there is a punishment for not drinking. That's so 1995. Yeah, it is. It's like, what, you don't drink? You lose it. Yeah. So is this fun? It's like, yes, enjoy it. Drink Drink the beer. I've got to drive home. It's my kid's birthday. It's like, drink the Carlsberg. And the best thing is like, there's no way you can win if you don't drink the beer. Right. Like, if you do the extra lap down and back up the hill, you, you're losing so many places. I love that. So the winner also had about eight cups of Carlsberg. Fair enough. Which I think is almost an unnecessary cost for a bike race to incur. And yep. probably not one that you'd expect if you were planning one, but fair play. Yeah, yeah it was good. Their guns. It was their guns. It was very good. And it was the only two hours of rain in the entire weekend. Managed to catch it. So well. that was good. Makes for a good story. That was good. But yeah, I was feeling very smug, putting my energy levels and my effort somewhere on a bike whilst you were in a bit of a hole. I had a shocker on the weekend, I won't lie. So I went went to watch the Rugby World Cup final with a couple of friends. Just a casual couple of beers, watched a great game, really nice, (laughs) big screen, all good. And... um, I don't know, like I had a couple of drinks, another drink. It was like, oh, fuck it, I'll get a gin and tonic. And then it's like when, when you start moving away from just, just beers, you know there's, you know there's only one way it's going. Yep. And honest to God, I woke up Sunday, I was paralyzed. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Just poisoned, aren't you? Like bull poison. Haven't felt that bad in like a really long time. That's way bad. worse than like after my wedding. Obviously not as bad as Cape Town, but that was different. <laughs> like it put me in a deep, dark place. It is when you're going through it. It's one of the worst oh, things God. like imaginable as well. I felt like such a bag of shit. Yeah, you just can hear your heartbeat out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not sure if you're coming or going. Every time you stand up, you nearly fall over. It's. I've got a question for you. Was it worth it? Uh, it's weird isn't it because there's no probably f- not actually no. that one <laughs> a lot of the time I'll say yes but probably not yeah because it could have easily ended two hours earlier and been exactly the same yeah and you'd have saved six drinks almost yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. it's a there's just no formula though I feel like sometimes you you know you deserve it you know you're yeah. going to pay the piper and sometimes you think oh, I'm compass mentis i'm feeling fine i've gone relatively easy and it just strikes you down yeah it's a it's a roll of the dice isn't it and yeah. I just, it's made me nervous because i'm on a stag do next weekend and i'm now shitting myself because this was saturday night so sunday i led down all day <laughs> and, then, and then got a domino that's an night. old school hangover yeah. just horizontal just literally just led there <laughs> I like slept for like four hours. Got a Domino's that night, which I yes. never do. That shows how bad I was. Yes. And then yesterday, I was running on fumes. 
Didn't Dude, go yeah. to, like, couldn't go to the gym. No way near going to the gym. Just felt like shit. Just like, ugh. And it just ruins your whole week. So uh, we just had to cut that out because <laughs> I've just said where the stag do is and the guy who's stag it is doesn't know. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and weirdly enough, he actually listens yeah, to this. And you are not going to edit that out. So I'm just ruining <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so Sorry. Um, but yeah, bad times. But I, I, let's move on to someone who doesn't get hangovers, who we spoke about last week. Who drinks 10 pints like it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. The icon. And this was that John May, the John May. weird, weird legend. <laughs> He's who, up for an MBE, yeah, isn't he? He did or did not drink <laughs> 2,000 pints in 200 days. We spoke about him last week. If you haven't seen, go on TikTok and just type in John May. Um, and we were laughing last week because he had completed his 2,000 pints in yep. some style. And he said, I'm going to release my next challenge next couple of days and he has done so yeah and we were laughing being like imagine he breaks into the world of adventure and he has announced that he is going to cycle the length of britain yeah he's doing it out of nowhere welcome john welcome to the world of adventure john unbelievable you've got the mindset you've got the prowess we were giving him some stick going he's probably going to go on to gin and tonics <laughs> yeah, next yeah. or two thousand points in a hundred days whatever it is but no He's decided to get on a bicycle and cycle weirdly from where he lives down to John O'Groats, up to and then up. No, down. Sorry, down to Lands End, then up to John O'Groats, then back down to Lands End, and then back home. That's a fucking long way. It's a really long way. It's a really good effort. He said he's going to do fifty miles a day and stop at a pub every <laughs> night, obviously. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I really like about John. Mm. He's very transparent with his earnings from TikTok. And so he's going, right, hi, guys. Um, I need some recommendations for a bike. And let me just tell you, I've got a big budget. <laughs> and he's going, he's just open a bit. Yeah, I've got a massive budget for a bike. I've had a look at all there are. And there's only about four bikes I've come across that I can't afford. It's just an amazing way of wording the whole, I need to buy a bike, whatever you guys recommend, uh, yeah. let me know. I want an expensive one. Yeah, I've got loads of money to spend. I can spend loads, just send me bikes that will work. So it's going to be fascinating to see how he transitions from still being in Weatherspoons at 10.30 in the morning um, to then having to pack up his kit and cycle. When do, you know, do we know when he's doing it? I don't know. But he said he has, hasn't got a bike, doesn't know how to ride a bike really, and right. just needs to figure it out. But you've got to take your hat off to him. A hundred percent. He's just doing stuff. Good lad. Doing stuff. Good lad. I've, yeah. I mean, I imagine he'll wait till after winter. But then again, he has just had he 2,000 points, so maybe not. not. He might not feel the cold after you got to strike while the arm's hot, John. So I he's mean, off. Do we join him for a leg? Yeah, I think so. Do you reckon? Yeah, we might as well. Might as well. Yeah. He's bigger time than us, so we might uh, as well. Easily, <laughs> easily. How um, much is he earning off TikTok? £300 a day at the moment. £300 a day. On average, 300 a day. It's a good freelance salary, that. Considering all he has done, now don't get me wrong, I don't want to belittle 2,000 pints in 200 days. That is a remarkable <laughs> achievement. But that is all he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and just reply to people who call him out I think fair play he's, at least he's um, putting the money to good use good on him and he's going to see the country he's going to probably see many more pubs Sir John May I think <laughs> I think we should join him um, hey he's done more for this country than uh, old Captain Tom 
Fuck <laughs> on him, are we? I've been waiting for you to start yeah. that smear campaign. Oh, I can't. I can't let his family get away with this. It's nothing to do with the captain himself. He's a, he's a gent. No, but the captain wanted them to keep the money. Oh, no. Well, that's, well, that's the line. Isn't oh, it? <laughs> that's, the line. Yeah, that's the line. But I did see them on Piers Morgan, weren't they? Oh, fuck knows. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't but watch stop it. You're the only one that follows them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got alerts. All the up. views. Very good oh, point. You bastards. It is sad, isn't hey, it? Hey, did you see that kite surfer got hit by a whale? I did. <laughs> Segway into that. How mad was that? Absolutely wild. Not even a small whale. It's a full-scale whale. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and it, how good's his reaction though? It's just like, whoa, like, oh, oh, it's like fucking hell. Just got hit by a whale, mate. So Aussie, isn't it? Just the thud when it hits him is just like, oh. It's like whale weighs 25 tons. has just the, come, the come out of the water and slapped him off his The timing of it. Yeah, Dr- I know. Do you reckon the whale knows? I reckon the whale's like, they're under the water. Like, what is that annoying little prick doing up there? It's like a fly in the room. They're like, what is he doing? Let like, me go and so swat him. Yeah, it's like, that's it. It's like, I bet you're 10 barnacles you can't go and knock them off the <laughs> And he's just gone, boff. Yeah, absolutely amazing. They're just sat there now, aren't they, in the bottom of the ocean, just laughing about that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, do you remember when Billy yeah. smashed that lad off his kite board? You owe me 10 barnacles. Right? <laughs> Imagine how long it takes to have that conversation. Goodness me. <laughs> What's good is when we talk about videos that we can't show people. Yeah. That's good. That's true podcasting. That is absolute yeah, research. Yeah, you had to be there. We'll it see is it. best. But to transition, okay. <laughs> speaking, to professionally transition, speaking of videos, mm, we nice. can talk to you about our video that is launching tonight, Tuesday the 31st of October at 6 p.m. And it is our final, not final, eventual foray into YouTube, the world of just sharing what we've been up to for these last seven years because we've, you know, in our mind, done some cool things, put ourselves out there, been to some amazing places, and really on the surface have very little to show for it (laughs) content-wise. So after seven years, we've managed to come up with a 14-minute video um, that actually does... I will say, summarise our trip on the Atlantic very well. I think it does. And I'm looking forward to it going live. And looking forward to people stop asking me when they can see uh, yeah. some content from the row. So I think it's quite a... It's a really good little glimpse into it. Because it's not like... There are lots of videos up there about the row and other things. And they're all they're all good, but they're all quite similar. Yes. Um, whereas ours, we try to just not use the footage that you see everywhere else. And just focus on the things that made it unique. Which was mainly just stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, funny stuff, stuff going wrong. So yeah, I think it's um, it was it was cool to work through all the footage again because you do forget so many. I forgot about the bat. Talking about Halloween. Oh, what a segue! Oh my segue! Do the, you do this for a living? Do you remember the? <laughs> do you me- no. <laughs> do you remember the? <laughs> no one's paying me to be it. <laughs> this is a charity where there's no good coming out of it. Um. The bat that landed on the boat. I do remember that. That was actually didn't the start like, of COVID. Didn't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> it's the Wuhan bat. Didn't you crush it with your hand? No. <laughs> that's, no. A, that's a lie. Yeah, I think you punched it to death. <laughs> I would have done. Fish. But I got my hands on the little thing. <laughs> uh, I, where? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. There were lots of times like that. Where did that little bugger come from? that's what I'm trying to get at. What is that all about? I think it fell out of the sky. Well, obviously, it's a bat. It no, 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 but like... The atmosphere. You think it's a space bat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We found. I actually think it's 
life form. It was an alien. An alien. It's entered the atmosphere, come rocketing and landed That's on our it's boat. It's more likely than, like, where would that have flown from? Yeah, I went Bristol there. Where would that have? <laughs> like, where'd you get, do you get bats in Gran Canaria? Probably, but we were miles. It was, we, yeah, we literally were. In the middle of the Atlantic. 1,500 miles and the bat hadn't had a rest. <laughs> do you know what? It probably was in my bag <laughs> and just <laughs> fell off the top of the cabin or something. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm exhausted. Or, yeah, one of the, the tanker that nearly killed us. Oh, a spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe it flew off that. Ah, you know where that was going as well, don't you? China. China. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Wuhan. <laughs> it oh was. My if anything, we delayed the pandemic. Oh my investigative journalism. <laughs> No way. So that's how it starts. COVID, it wasn't in a lab. It was on our boat. <laughs> it was on our boat. Roberta. The bacteria from Roberta. Yeah, so it all kicked off in Barbados. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the bat isn't in the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> but there are lots of great content. Lots of good clips in there. Lots of things you definitely won't know. And do um, us a favour. Please like drop a like. Yes, subscribe and comment because apparently it does wonders. Yeah. The algorithm. Yeah, and it's it's worth doing that because this isn't just a one and done. I would agree with you that it wouldn't be worth subscribing if we weren't going to put <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. much more out there. But this will become a regular thing. Well, Once on a, a month. On a monthly basis, we'll drop a YouTube video, um, and we're going to kick off with obviously the adventures that we have already been on, um, because we do have some sort of content from there. Um, so we'll roll, the Atlantic will go live, and then we'll go next month with the Sweden trip, which in itself was a hell of a trip, wasn't it? I think the Sweden kayak trip is probably the most accessible adventure we've been on, that anyone could go and do it over a weekend for 500 quid. I agree. And I think because of that... Unless you go on the smash in Stockholm, then you need two grand. Yeah, yeah then it instantly quadruples yeah. the cost of the trip. But it is our most viewed blog on the website by some way, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, just with people wanting to... That's disappointing. Do, I know. All the things we've done and a little trip, kayaking trip. I mean, I don't want to belittle it. It was, very, <laughs> it was hard. It was raw adventure. <laughs> Survival <laughs> techniques were used. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly right. Yeah. It's very appealing, isn't it, to go and fly to Stockholm, pretty cheap, to be honest, rent a kayak, and they've got that right to roam, I think it is, where you can basically camp anywhere. So we uh, we did just that. So that'll be the next video anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, back onto the Halloween spooky theme. Right, yep. So you've, you've compiled a little list here. Yes. Of scary adventures from the past. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I have. And I'll, I'll, I'll just let you dive in and we can maybe discuss some of the scenarios. Yep. Some of them are, just reading through them, pretty graphic and horrendous, but... That's what Halloween is all about. That is exactly what Halloween is is all about. Um, and I'm going to kick off. There's a bit of a theme that kind of runs throughout these. Um, I'll fly through them. But we're starting with Franklin's Lost Expedition. Um, <laughs> which, even as I say that out loud, is a little bit mental. Because no one knows who Franklin is or what he did. <laughs> but I can tell you. So, uh, Sir John Franklin led a British expedition in search of the Northwest Passage wee, in the Arctic. Uh, the expedition disappeared and subsequent search parties found evidence of their struggle, <laughs> including abandoned ships and the remains of crew members. Now, it is believed that the crew suffered from scurvy. 
I'm not even going to carry on. I've literally bored myself to death there, which is quite scary in itself. Um, their fate was a mystery for many <laughs> years. Uh, that was more of a mystery one. So let's go on. Let's go to the Donner Party. That sounds a bit more up your street. Jason Donovan. <laughs> a group of American pioneers traveling to California, stranded in the Sierra Nevada mountains, they resorted to cannibalism. And it was only a matter of time, wasn't it, until we got to cannibalism. Would you... If I died... Yep. Yep, I would. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no food. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? You I, bastard. I don't think... what Grass-fed. Grass-fed. Domino's-fed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't eat it now. It's I think... I imagine those... Where do you start? Forearm. <laughs> I think. I was it's the most. Quick. It's the most like a chicken wing, isn't it? Forearm. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's. <sighs> but I think, I imagine on this trip, you're all. They're all in the same boat, probably literally, and they're. You. you no one wants to do it, and then you realise someone probably dies of starvation first, mm. and then you go, oh, it might be play on now. You know, maybe he's not. Well, they're not going to know. And we're all starving. Probably quite nutritious. Yeah. But it is illegal for a reason, I think. Yeah. I mean... Where would you start? I don't really know. I was thinking maybe <laughs> like... The, it's not even necessarily the eating part that is the thing that's... Butchering? It's the butchery. God, this, is, this has gone dark. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking <laughs> <laughs> the next one's super interesting. Uh, I never knew this story, but in the 70s, the Uruguayan rugby team crashed their plane in the Andes. Bloody they God. weren't flying it. They <laughs> flying it. <laughs> they like, no wonder they crashed. Um, and again, they were stranded and had to eat each other. <laughs> oh, for God's you're fucking. You're starting with the number eight there, aren't you? No, no, you're starting with props. <laughs> yeah, row, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the rest are very much the same, apart from the last <laughs> one. The last one, Tommy Caldwell, our good friend. Yeah, th this is a yeah, our very good friend. In, we actually spoke to him last week just to get confirmation of some of the details. But he was on a climbing trip in Kyrgyzstan. If you don't know where that is, uh, do look it up. Um, <laughs> he was on a climbing trip there, and they were halfway up of a big wall, so camping on a tiny little ledge overnight up a. A 1500 meter rock face and in the middle of the night essentially bullets were just raining down on them ricocheting ricocheting pew, pew. ricocheting Ricochet. ricocheting ricocheting uh, all around them and it was during a bit of uh, civil unrest in Kyrgyzstan and it was the rebels who were shooting at them to get them to come down from their climb so they could hold them hostage Come down. It's like, why? It's like, I want to hold you hostage. I don't want to come down. I know. But we've got guns. But so this is, I always think this is quite a mental part of this story. So there are three of them climbing. Bullets start a flying. Yeah. And they just send one bloke down. Mm. They sent one bloke down. What's up? What's up? What's wrong? Yeah. Hey, how hey, can I help? <laughs> we're climbing. Everything all right? Uh, did you need some firing. beta? Or what was the deal? Um, and then he radios back up to them, because they're on a radio, come and down. says, you need to come down. <laughs> come down. We're being taken hostage, <laughs> yeah. and I ain't going on my own. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> they said they're going to kill me if you also don't come down. <laughs> um, which is mental. And so they thought, right, we'll take them to the t our tent, and they'll just eat the food. They're starving rebels. <laughs> I think okay. um, anyway so they ransack the tent they eat all the food and they thought right let us go now 
And these rebels said, no. Six days later, with no food, they're walking around the mountains until eventually um, they devised a bit of a plan the climbers had. They took them up a steep rock face and halfway up this rock face, Tommy Caldwell, you know, one of the most famous climbers in the world, uh, pushed the, um, the kidnapper yeah, off the cliff. Off the cliff. Mm. And um, to his certain death, or so they thought. So then he's an absolute wreck of a bloke, you know, thinks he's just killed a man. Never, obviously, you never want to do that. But they escape and they run to the Kyrgyzstani army base. They get home. Three weeks later, they find out that that guy didn't die. Mm. But they, loads of people didn't believe them. No, I know. They thought, thought, yeah, they actually got caned in the meeting because yeah. they thought that they were sensationalizing it to they try thought, and create yeah. a profile. They thought it was like a publicity stunt, didn't they? His book's great about it. Um, <laughs> Hell of a stunt, though, that, isn't it? Fucking hell. Just fair play to him. Just shoved him off a cliff. You've got to nail that. You do. Imagine if you the just... guy's got a gun. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, uh, what were you doing? It's like, mm, just shaking your hand. But you'd do it, wouldn't you? You'd have to. I'm, I'm not sure why he was so cut up about it. Because the guy's kidnapped you. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's not a friendly yeah, relationship, push is him it? Off a fucking cliff. It's obviously six days it's taken to build up the courage to do that. Mm. But I think it was because the, there was like four captors and then they left one bloke with Yes, them. they did. Idiots. Yeah, m- pretty stupid move, that. Um, <laughs> a quick question for you. Yes. What is the link, the other link that we have with Tommy Caldwell and Halloween? Can you remember? No. So whilst we were climbing El Cap and Tommy Caldwell and Honold were climbing the route next to us, the reason that they had to do it so quickly was because Tommy Caldwell has to go, had to go trick-or-treating with his kids. There you go. And Another you, Halloween special. And you had to get to Universal Studios for yes, the Rocky Horror Show. I did, for the Halloween Horror Night. That is a very good point. Yeah. So does that mean that we were yeah. climbing, yeah, this time? Eight oh. years ago. This <laughs> <laughs> time 19 years ago. Yeah. Bloody hell. We were on El Cap for Halloween. And that was scary. That was scary. That's <laughs> the scariest Halloween. Now, let me life. tell you, that is true horror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking fuck your pumpkins and whatnot. Just climb out. <laughs> um, fuck your pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a couple of spooky, not actually many, because we couldn't think of many. But, <laughs> um, a couple of situations on our travels would have been a bit spooky. But do, do you believe in ghosts? No. No. Oh, confident. No. Ne- I would never be that confident just in case. <laughs> just in case they hear me. No, I don't believe in anything that I've not seen with my own two <laughs> eyes. No. Spirits, no. ghosts, gods, you name it. Not interested. I just think it's all people have got too much time on their hands. <laughs> Says me, who's got loads of time on their hands. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I, th- I feel like it would be a bit more concrete by now, wouldn't it? Must be. Yeah. You, then think of the technology that we've got. You'd see something. And there's nothing. There no. is actually nothing. No. And the fact that the most, the best we've got is Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. That's what they think ghosts are like. It's also amazing that all ghost stories and all alien visits to planet Earth happen in the US. Of course. Nowhere else. Of course. Nowhere else. But we did stay in an Airbnb in Portland once. <laughs> which definitely had a ghost in which it. Which was fucking haunted. <laughs> yeah, we were that's there, true. We were speaking at Nike, weren't we? And it was like an old, almost like colonial house, wasn't it? Yeah. Like all wooden. And it was fucking, it was weird. It's very weird. There are some weird places on Airbnb, isn't there? There was a weird vibe. There's a lot of creaking in this mm. little wooden cabin thing. 
um i think he had a weed stash downstairs didn't he yeah a grow yeah. um yeah. yeah it was all a bit all a bit creepy i've just got a question for you sorry I, i'm not thinking straight so i want to know the answer to this if you were a ghost let's say they were real you so died. I've passed away. There's quite a few parts of this story yeah, that we just overlook. And you come back as a ghost and you can go to one place. To live? <laughs> no, just to visit. You can't really live anywhere you're a ghost. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in them. Well, <laughs> right, where are you going? Expand on that question. What do you mean, where am I well, going? Well, you are nothing more than a set of eyes. Because you can't eat. You can't have a relationship with anyone. Mm. So where are you going? What do you want to see? As a ghost. Not, or do you want to scare someone? Not sure I can answer that. Do you want to go and scare someone? If so, who? Boo. Um, I don't... Uh, well, this, clearly the ghost that you believe in decided of all the places that they were going to go, it was to haunt us in yeah, Portland. In Portland. Well, I think if you're a ghost, you're kind of tied to one spot, aren't you? Is that a thing? I don't know. Surely there's got to be one benefit of being a ghost you can float around. No, but I think you like they haunt houses i mean i don't believe in them but <laughs> no. this, this is the this is the annoying it's yeah. like oh my god amazing we go it's like what do you mean i can't leave the house it's like hang on it's like but this was a rental <laughs> so I, I, surely i could just float through the front door it's like no <laughs> this is your house you are locked into this casa that is okay yeah. so yeah good answer thank you is that you wouldn't have to be able to choice that doesn't make any sense what i've just said then. <laughs> the other the other moment <laughs> It wasn't a ghost, or maybe it was. Um, <laughs> was it in Sweden when we camped? <laughs> when we camped on that island that was owned by a bank. Gosh, this is a weird story. <laughs> we camped on that island, and it was like we pulled up, and it was owned by like Deutsche Bank S- or something like that. Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Or Deutsche Bank. <laughs> yeah, same thing. And. Um, we were like, can we camp here? And there was like one guy on the island. He was like, hey, like you can camp anywhere. And was like, this is weird. <laughs> it was, and, it, yeah. and it was like the intro to like a horror film. Definitely. And we camped in this open field in the middle of the island, surrounded by the woods. And we put our little tent up. And then you felt really ill. Yeah. And you left the tent and started <laughs> bombing everywhere. <laughs> and it was like, oh, fucking hell. And then all the trees started like, there was like this massive noise coming from the trees. Yeah. I remember we went out into the woods with our tiny little pen knives. Yeah. And it was a fucking ghost of a moose, wasn't it? (laughs) Or just a moose. It was a fucking massive moose. And it was alive and kicking. And it came up, sniffed the tent. And we were lying in the tent when we (laughs) got back there with these tiny little flick knives like we were going to massacre a moose (laughs) if it it got carried away. Yeah, that was quite scary, actually. But actually, now you mention it, that was creepy. The island in itself. The moose was... I mean, scary because it was a moose. But the island was a weird little setup. Little cabins, wasn't it? And everything was far too perfect. It was almost like the Truman Show Yeah. in a little island. Yeah, that is. I mean, it was great for us because we were looking for a place to camp and we saw the, the Scotiabank logo and thought, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Might be a keynote in it for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That was nearly as weird as this episode. <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> anyway, can we wrap it up? I think so. Good if you've stuff. made it this far. Have an amazing Halloween. Yeah, have a great Halloween. Um, do watch our YouTube video um, and let us know what you think. But thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.